Gotta love Uncle Sam. He carried a big stick and an even bigger ego, which was the only explanation Diego Santero could think of for the presence of an actual freaking sign on the door of the Department of Homeland Security's ICE attache office advertising its presence in Panama City. Not that Diego's ego was any less bloated than the federal stiffs who issued him a salary, but at least he had the common sense to practice discretion. Too often his life and the lives of his crew depended on it. Diego breezed past the office's main doors without slowing, striding around the rear of the building to an unmarked entrance. Flipping the bird to the goons watching him through the security camera, he slipped his keycard through the slot, verified his fingerprints on the scanner, then shouldered the heavy door open. The first-floor corridor reeked of bureaucracy, the stale odor of air conditioning and burnt coffee, and the dust of constantly shuffled reams of paperwork. He peeled his sunglasses from his sweat, sticky face and tucked them in his shirt pocket, squinting up at the fluorescent lights lining the corridor's ceiling. Most people preferred a climate-controlled office to the humid heat outside, but if ever there was a man not cut out for white-collar work, it was Diego. Thank God the U.S. Navy had offered him an alternative when he was an 18-year-old punk. A childhood spent under the fluorescent lights of the New Jersey public school system had been enough desk work in government buildings to last him a lifetime. Two members of his crew met him at the base of the stairwell leading to the second-floor briefing rooms. He nodded his greeting to Alicia and bumped forearms with Ryan. "'You been upstairs yet to get a sense of what the stiffs want from us?' Alicia shook her head. "'Waiting for you.' "'Kiara brothers, gotta be.' Ryan added in his deep, pensive voice. Ryan had been Diego's right-hand man since the beginning. Before they'd signed on with ICE, they were sales together and had clicked instantly. Mostly because Ryan was a man of few words who let Diego run the show. You think everything's about the Kiara brothers, Ryan. Your brain's in a rut. Diego tapped his temple for emphasis. You're like that dude, Moby Dick with the white whale. Ryan shrugged noncommittally. Alicia, Diego's intelligence specialist and honorary sister, arched a perfect eyebrow. Stubborn as she was, she caked on the makeup and left her hair long, as though to remind the rest of the crew that not only did she match them in strength, smarts, and experience, but she did so without sacrificing an ounce of estrogen. You've read Moby Dick? she asked. Ryan snickered. Nah, he's never read it. How the hell do you know that? Diego asked, squaring his shoulders with mock indignation. Ryan's lips twitched into a grin. Because Moby Dick's the name of the whale, not the dude. Who names a whale? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. As Alicia and Ryan chuckled good-naturedly, Diego allowed himself a small smile. He never got on his crew about razzing him. With the way he was constantly asking them to risk their lives for Uncle Sam, seizing on humor whenever possible was as necessary to their sanity as their firearms. He tipped his head toward the stairs. Enough with the book club chat. Let's get this briefing over with. These artificial lights are hell on my complexion. He swiped his keycard to unlock the stairwell door and preceded Alicia and Ryan to the second floor. SeaWorld, Ryan said behind him. Diego pushed through the door at the top of the stairs and into another unremarkable climate-controlled hallway. What about SeaWorld? They named a whale. They've got Shamu. Diego stopped in front of the closed briefing room door and pivoted, gesturing his hands in a circle. 
Are we actually having this conversation still, or is this some sort of freaky dream I'm having? Because I ate too much garlic last night. Alicia gave him a playful shove out of the way and pushed through the doorway. Don't forget Free Willy, she said in a sing-song voice as she walked into the room. Diego and Ryan filed in after her, nodding hello to the other two members of their team, John and Rory. Though the stench of bureaucracy was bad in the hallway, it had nothing on the briefing room. Beige tile, white soundproofed walls, and row after freaking row of fluorescent lights on the ceiling. The circular table that dominated the room was loaded with laptops, stacks of files, and maps. A tray with a water pitcher and glasses anchored the middle. A blank projector screen occupied the far wall of the windowless space, ready and waiting for an industrious government official to start a PowerPoint presentation, no doubt. Everything a federal stiff needed to feel right at home.